We had times where we were poor, had no food. We'd eat like once a week, living on the food stamp life and things like that, you know. I just finished the most heartwarming interview with Sean Krapina. Sean dealt with some challenges as a young boy that set him on a destructive path for a while, but really found his way back to what is a huge heart. And I really enjoyed talking with Sean. I think you're really gonna enjoy it as well. Today, I'm with Sean Krapina. Sean, welcome to our show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to have this conversation with you today. I'm excited to be here. I really am. This is very exciting. So tell me, let's start off with, tell me what you do for CNG and how long you've been here. I've been here about six and a half years now, um, mm -hmm. and I'm a material handler and finishing. So my job responsibilities are to wrap pallets, load trucks, unload trucks if necessary, um, get material to the lines, make sure the lines are constantly you know, mm -hmm. flowing, things like that. Um, and honestly, though, over the years, it's it's turned into more like a, anything my supervisor needs me to do type stuff. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like anything he wants me to do, I'm on it for him. So it's because I've, over the six and a half years, I've learned how to do pretty much anything when it comes to the material handling. And I've also been in this type of business for over 20 years. You know, like that's it's just my specialty you know, uh, warehouse, forklift, all that mm -hmm. stuff. So. And have you been in the finishing plant the whole time? I started in Arima. Ah, okay. I really didn't have plans on moving out of Arima. I didn't think about it. You know, I was just yeah trying to work, pay my bills and things like that. And then they knew how good I was on a forklift in Arima. Uh, they knew from my experience in the past, I've told them mm -hmm. about it. And, you know, I worked a little bit on a forklift in Arima and then once the material handlers in finishing quit, they needed someone. So they pulled me out of there real sure. quick. Yeah. Okay. So I, I see the, uh, the tattoos up and down your arm and I'm, I'm interested in that. It, it's fascinating to me. First of all, I have no tattoos. So, <laughs> you know, I, the first thing I think about is the pain associated with getting that done. Uh, it's not too bad. No, it's more of a, I mean, to me, it's more of a irritated sunburn. Uh, if that makes while sense. While it's happening or afterwards? Pretty much. It's more of annoyance, you know, than uh -huh. a pain. It's just, it's like having sunburn and someone taking their nails and kind of just sitting there, just scratching your arm. And yeah. you're like, you know, you get that. It's not painful, but it's like annoying. Yeah. You know, and like the one tattoo took over two and a half hours. And it's like, I was over hour two and it was like, okay, this has got to Be end done quick. With this yeah. Already. Cause it yeah. was starting to get to the point where I was like, Oh, I've had enough. <laughs> so, so tell me about your tattoos. Well, the tree it's represents tr my family, like tree of life. Yeah. Kind of like, I don't have kids myself and I, I got the birds coming off of it. Those are for my nieces and nephews. They're special to me. I'm the only one in my family that doesn't have children but I'm like, consider myself the greatest uncle ever. I bet you, know? you are. Oh, and they love me to death. So yeah, that represents that. Um, the dog prints are for my dogs because to me, animals are better than people. That's how I feel. I've Animals have unconditional love. Like yeah. it doesn't matter. Like, you know, if I'm in a bad mood or something, my buddy comes up to me, I could kind of shun them, but an animal's not like that. They're constantly 100% wanting to show you love and mm. you can't find that in humans you yeah, just can't it's amazing it's, it, it doesn't exist i mean there are nice people out there don't get me wrong but 
animals are, and and then there's people out there that abuse them. That's what I I don't like that. You know, it's yeah. like animals are we don't deserve them at all. I don't think anyway. Well, you know, um, I did a podcast with Austin Howard a few weeks ago, and what what you just said is almost exactly what he said, and you know, it it really shows the heart of who you are, Sean, and you know yeah. the care that you have for animals and. You know, one of the things that Austin talked about is getting involved with with animal rescue and sheltering. Have you done any of that? Um, like three of the dogs at the house are rescue dogs. Mm, um, yeah. They call it a, what is it, a, a failed foster, I believe, if you adopt one. So my sister, she couldn't resist, you know, and it's like, it's a failed foster. So um, one dog she did buy outright, which was her German Shepherd. Mm-hmm. That's her baby. But the other ones were failed fosters. But yeah. And those are the, and you know, it seems too, those are the animals that are the most loving too. The ones like the husky at the house has a broken leg from the previous owner, threw him down the basement steps, you know, and treated it horribly. And that dog has so much love. It loves everybody. It's, you know, we took it to the pet store one time and it just started licking everyone. And it's like, you know, that's right there. You know, that's just pure love. You can't find that that with humans. You know what I mean? I just... So, so Sean, tell me about a little bit about uh, when you were growing up. Was there any adversity that you faced in your life that's shaped you into the man you are today with such a big heart? Well, I mean, yeah, um, I, my parents divorced when I was young, so that was kind of a loop I got thrown into. How old were you? Oh, I think I was like nine. Yeah, they split, you know, and then I stayed with my mother. My older sister, she went with my dad. And me and my brother, we stayed back with my mom because we felt it was our duty, you know, Mm. to be with our mother, to protect her. You know what I mean? Wow. At nine years old. Yeah. Wow. The love I had for my mother was like no other. I love my father, but it's not like he wasn't in my life. It's more of a, we kind of, once I got to the teenage years, my dad and my brother and I, we kind of agreed. We used to go see him every other weekend and we kind of just you know, agreed we'd rather kick it with our buddies and stuff. And we'd go see him once in a while, you know, but, um, and then, but living with my mom growing up, we had times where we were poor, had no food. We'd eat like once a week living mm-hmm. on the food stamp life and things yeah. like that. You know, um, I think that's why I'm chubby now. Cause I don't take food <laughs> for granted anymore. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, yeah. And then it's like in 2016, my father passed away. And then a year and a half later, my mom passed away. So I immediately, like we lost, to me, like that's, when you got something, like you need to call someone, you usually call your mom or your dad if you got a question, you know what I mean? Like you, that's your go-to. Like not having that anymore has changed me. I, I don't know. It's just made me a very stressful person, but I've found God. And that's what helped me the most because I was on a path of not good. Like, I mean, I could have been in the gutter right now if I would have kept going down the path I was on, but you know, I found God and that's eternity in heaven sounds great. You know what I mean? And you get to be back with loved ones and things like that. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I mean that, that is a lot of adversity for you to go through both, you know, when you're young and then losing your, parents at such a, yeah, a young I, age for you yeah I was too. like 30 let's see I was like 34 and then, yeah. you know they're both gone so it's like you're yeah. kind of to me that's too young for anybody to lose their parents yeah, it, you know. it totally is and to lose both of them is 
It's very sad. Um, when you when you think about um, like the 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 relationship with your mom and the closeness that you had with her, what is what is something that she taught you? Something you kind of take with you every day? That piece of her that still lives in you. Seeing what she went through as a single mother raising her boys and mm -hmm. my other little sister, she went through a lot. So I had, it's like being a man in general and not treating women the way I saw her get treated. You know what yeah. I mean? Like what she went through, I was like, I vowed to mm -hmm. never be that way, you know, because it just broke my heart. I knew my mother loved me because she would tell me yeah. I would move heaven and earth for you. And I believed her. Yes. You know what I mean? A mom's, a mother's love is like, it's, you can't replace that. You know what I mean? And it's like, I knew my father did love me, but it's like, I, you know, you just know when you know, yeah. you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, I just, I wanted to thrive to be a man and try to like, you know, if I get married, treat that woman, how I know she deserves to be treated because women, you know, I feel they don't get treated a lot like they should, you know? I just, and it's just what she went through is just was enough for me to learn from that. Cause my mom got, you know, she got sick. Um, and she, it's not like she wasn't there for me, but she didn't have much advice for me. She was going sure. through so much that, yeah. you know, it's not like she had time, but you know what I mean? Like it was just, so it, it's just, that's how I go with it. Like, I, I just want to be a better man and make sure I'm, a good person, like, you know, to a, a wife, if I have one. Someday. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that your mom would be very proud of you for that. I hope that, so. Yeah. I think so. So let's, let's talk about what you like to do for hobbies outside of work. What's fun for you? Um, I mean, just, I like, like right now, swimming, being outside. Swimming. I love to swim. You know, I love like just for exercise or splash and, around and get what? Not really <laughs> exercise, but, <no. laughs> but, uh, okay. <laughs> Um, just, you know, being outside, I love, like right now this weather is crap. I don't even know what's going on with it. Yeah, so, there's no sun. Yeah, I, I thrive off the sun. We yeah, all need it, you know. We do. Um, but it's like I love cooking out, being outside, hanging out with friends, you know, mm -hmm. listening to music, just relaxing and doing things like that. That's summer. Wintertime, uh, well, I, I saw know. I saw the 49ers logo on your arm. Oh, yeah, that's football season. <laughs> okay, that's okay. what I do right. in the wintertime okay. is when okay. football's here. That a Sunday, that's where I park my butt right on the couch yep, and yep. it's football all day, all day. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I get picked on for it, but you know, we're in Ohio with Browns fans, but you know, sorry for them. But well, yeah, I was, <laughs> I was gonna say who who can pick on you when you have when you have the 49ers. Uh, I mean. yeah, there's a couple, you know, like Mitch, he's a Cowboys fan, uh, but we don't okay, even want to okay. talk okay. about Mitch right yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> all right. So what is there something that you'd like to talk about that you're really proud of that you've accomplished over your life or, you know, maybe something that, you know, like when you think, when you think someone's writing the story on Sean someday, what would you, what would you want them to say about your, something you've accomplished? Um, just continuing to grow all around, like with my faith and, um, work ethic and just, you know, life in general. Mm -hmm. Um, Cause when you come from the bottom barrel, like you appreciate anything you do, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so it, it doesn't matter what it is you appreciate it. So like throughout my life, even if it's something 
to somebody that might be stupid or nothing, yeah. but to me that meant everything. You know what I mean? So, like I said, I have no kids. I don't have a wife, so it's not like if I had kids, that would be my biggest accomplishment. That would make me feel. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know what's interesting? Um, you know, just kind of relating what you're talking about with animals that were abused or mistreated. You know, when they're young, they're the most loving dogs. Yeah. It's like you having a having a rough childhood yeah. when you grow up, and you've got a lot of love to give in your right. heart. It's it's an interesting analogy, and so sometimes it's those adversities, those hardships that shape us into into who we are in a good way. Right, right? and that's why I say, like me, I could still. Like some days I'll get in a bad mood and I could yell at certain people. Dogs will never do that. They don't care. You could, you know what I'm saying? They don't care. Yeah. Like they love they you don't. regardless. That's, that's why I was like, that's the difference between a human. Yeah. Sean, if, if you could go back to your 18 year old self and give yourself some <laughs> advice back when you were 18, what would it be? To listen. Ah. Uh, listen more. Good. I mean, really, uh, because, you know, we all say that if I knew that what I know now, yeah. the back then I would have done this, you know, there's been a lot of things <clears throat> that I've been told that I didn't listen to. You know, I had to find out myself the hard way, I guess, if you will. But, um, I mean, that's about it. Like really, I, there's a few things I might change small things, but listening to people that gave me good advice that I didn't never took. It's so hard when you're 18. It isn't is because you, you think you, you know, know everything. You do, and yeah. you know it's like you just want to party and do yeah. stupid yeah. things, and it's like that's when you never take that advice from those people. Right. And if I would have, you know, I may not even be sitting here with you right now. I could be somewhere else. You never know. You know, I could either, <laughs> I might own my own company. I don't know. Yeah. No. Well. <laughs> yeah. Well, you are a part owner here, right? Yes, absolutely. I mean, we're all going to benefit absolutely. as owners. So. Oh yeah, I can't wait. Uh, me either. I think it's going to be an amazing journey. So let, let's turn the tables. Time for you to ask me any question you want to ask me. Man, I'm really stumped here. And I feel like once I walk away from here, I'm going to be like, oh, I could have asked her that. That's okay. Austin um, can cut out all this silence. Dead time. You just take oh, your time. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> what do you say you get out of all this? Like your hustle, you know yeah. what I mean? Like what you're doing and things like that. Like what, like what do you get out of that? Like I know there's money yeah. to a point, you know, but, you know, like – what drives you every day? Yeah, you know, that's that's a really good question for me, you know, based on the conversation that we've had, because I grew up in a family of 10 kids. Oh, wow. I was number nine and, you know, grew up in a family that was very much living at the bottom economically. Yeah. You know, we uh, I, I used to get all my clothes from the used clothing store, never had a new outfit to wear to school, worked for everything I ever had when I you know, had jobs when I was very young to earn my own money and um, just grew up very much like I need to take care of myself, very independent. That's why it's weird that I've been married for 43 years. Right. Um, because I was the least likely one, you know, when I was with my girlfriends to ever get married. But it's it's that, that growing up with adversity and wanting something more and realizing yeah. that if I wanted more, I was going to have to work for it. So that was part of it. The other thing was, you know, my mom um, was was went to work in a factory after raising 10 kids. And she used to come home, you know, really tired from doing her job. And and it inspired me to make life better in yeah. manufacturing. Kind of similar with you and your mom. Right. Is she had to work really hard and the company gave her very little in return. Yeah. 
And so for our employees, I want them to be able to feel like if they give us their all, we need to give them our all. Like so that's that. what inspires me. See, and that's what we need more people like that in life that have went through adversity when they're young. Because yeah. if you look back at a lot of, you know, even famous celebrities, if you, you know, do your research on some of them, looking back, they had a rough childhood and they were like, I'll never go through that again in my life. And they just, they can't stop working hard because yes, they never want to fail again. Right. You know, that's it. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I mean, for me, it's not about the money right now. It's right. Just, yeah. I, I mean, feel, I, I feel inspired just to, you know, work hard. I love, I love working. Right. I and, and too, I feel like one, like when you're to a point where you are comfortable with your, like your financial situation yeah. or whatever, you can then open your mind up to do other things because you're not yes. worried about your bills right. and things no. like that. You know what I'm saying? Or right. so, you know, you're, if to not have that problem is a great feeling, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, and and that's the intention that we have with ownership is to is to give everyone that nest egg, that yeah. ability to have something that you feel you're working for for the future. Like you guys are doing things that are different. You know what I'm saying? You're what you're bringing to the table. I thirty factories this way, I couldn't get that offer ever. It would just mm -hmm. be, oh hey, you make this much money, do your job every day. There's nothing in the future to look forward to. Like here, we got something to look forward to, and that to me you know, if all goes well, that's what I was going to do to buy a house, you know? So. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's great to see how you've turned your life around. I love that. And I do remember that day in the parking lot, you know, because after, after we had that conversation, Mitch did tell me about you and he said he really believed in you and saw that spark. He does. He really does. And now I'm down to, I don't have points at all. So that's I've awesome. literally flipped it around like that. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, I'm inspired by what you guys are doing. Like I, I, it makes me want to come to work every day. I can't miss work anymore. I'm to that point now. I know it's a little late in my life. I should have done this since I was 18. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's like, we all start somewhere. I guess I'm a slow starter, I guess, if you will. Uh, well, <laughs> but you know, Hey, I'm on the right path now and that's all that matters. It, you know, it is. Well, it's been great talking to you today. Sean Krapina, you inspire me. Oh, thank you so much. You do.